Welcome to the Prophecy Club. We're going to continue talking with Dana Coverstone. Ministry 29 years, 10 years pastoring Living Word Ministries in Burksville, Kentucky. And he is also going to be at our WatchmansTrumpet.com solemn September assembly, September 18, 19, and 20. And you definitely need to be there. We're going to be fasting and praying Friday evening sundown to Sunday evening sundown, 48 hours of fasting and prayer. If you'll go to WatchmansTrumpet.com, I'll give you all of the details, but let me just tell you quickly, we're going to be doing praise and worship only 30 minutes a day in the morning and the evening. Then we'll have brief little talks from the ministers, 15, 20-minute talks every hour or two. But the most of it is going to be open microphone, maximum five-minute prayer per person. And then as that person is praying, we'll also have overhead Uh, That's going to be having prayer topics that we're going to be praying for. So you can pray silently. You can pray with the person in the microphone. You can pray the prayers on the overhead projector. And we're going to do it on a rotation basis so that we have people there fasting and praying 48 straight hours. No, you don't have to stay there 48 straight hours. It's an open door. You can come and go as you please. (laughs) But we'll set it up so that we'll at least have two or three people in there praying all hours of the night on just kind of a volunteer basis, probably in the ballpark of 15 to 30 minutes each. We will talk about what we want to do when we get there. But I believe that this might be one of the most powerful meetings in American history. I mean, think about this. In a day and time when you got to serve cake and cookies and ice cream to get people to come to a prayer meeting, you can't get more than two or three people in a typical church for a prayer meeting. Here we are about to have 500 people that are fasting for 48 hours, praying round the clock, rotation, 48 hours, and they're told to bring mats and pillows because we spend a lot of face time and we're doing one thing. We're gathering under one name, Jesus, to do one thing, pray for our nation. And we're going to do it, and we are going to tear the heavenlies, the the devil. We're going to not only send out ministering, protecting, and guardian angels. We're going to send out the warrior angels. Like Michael is the angel of the children of Israel. We're going to send out, we don't know the name, but we're going to send out the angel that is over America. We're going to ask him to pull down strongholds that have been over this nation since before it was even formed. And we're going to loose off the evil off of this nation, cast it off, and we're going to see a lot. I really believe this. I believe we can pray a lot, just like he said in the, in the other program yesterday. Some of this can be prayed away. And if it can be prayed away, brothers and sisters, we're going to pray it away. If it can't be prayed away, we're going to soften or delay. Dana Coverstone, the Mike Azure's brother, share your heart. The the last dream I had was August 24th, Monday night. And I saw a calendar again. It was turned to the month of November, had shadows flickering all over it. Uh, I, I first saw a light in the sky, a very large light, and then darkness. Uh, I began then to make out through haze and fog that a lot of Americans were in emergency shelters. Uh, there seemed to be like snow on the ground. <laughs> it could have been ash. It was dirty and gray, uh, but it almost was like ash. <laughs> there were people huddled together and shivering. I saw individuals laying on cots, uh, suitcases all over the place. I saw desperate looks on the faces of most everyone. And, but there, there were encouragers in the crowd. Uh, and these were uh, people that were all wearing crosses. They stood out emotionally from everyone else because they actually had hope. Uh, they were checking on people. They were trying to show kindness and patience. But at times they were met with anger and, and told to go, uh, you know, just go away. Just get away from me. I saw, I saw people kind of pushing them away, although they were there to give hope. 
But the encouragers just kept doing what they were doing uh, in spite of people being upset, in spite of people being angry about different things. Um, I saw, I saw uh, businesses were shuttered. I saw gas stations. It looked like people had just parked their cars and walked away from them. Um, I saw headlines that read shock and awe in the U.S. And, and I'm going to say something about that real quick. On the day I posted this dream, I had a friend that contacted me about two hours later, and he said, Dana, do you realize that three other people, and I don't know these, who, who they were, he didn't give me the names, but he said he follows dreams and, and interpretations. He said three other people put on dreams on Facebook and YouTube just that within seven minutes of the time I put my video on. And both of those, all three, all four of us had basically used the words shock and awe and talked about snow or ash. So he calls me a couple hours later and said, do you realize that somebody else has seen these same things that you just put on today within seven minutes? So, so I saw that headline that said shock and awe in the U.S., as well as one that read U.N. steps in to help host nation. And then I saw a large amount of quiet over the country. It was almost like after you wake up from a dream and you're trying to figure out if what you're seeing is real, uh, I saw the sun shining behind the clouds, but it was not out yet. And that white figure appeared and said to me once again, remain braced as this calm comes before a gathering storm that recovery will have a hard time finding. And uh, the last line, it, it troubled me because that's not the way we would usually speak. So I'll say it again, remain braced as this calm comes before a gathering storm that recovery will have a hard time finding. I think it means we're going to see some harder times come in November, December, January than we think. I saw shadows flickering. What do you think that means? That could be the sun being covered by by clouds. That could be you know fire when when okay. fire when All right, fire. So you're not sure. Right, the next one is the light so like in the sky, a very so large shadows. bright light, then darkness. Any idea on that? I know there's talk of a meteor that could possibly hit around the election time. Uh, we've had several of those things go through. NASA and some other uh, ast ast uh, astronomy departments are watching things that are coming. So who knows? We also oh, know right, the well, ring actually, of fire I think I have an, an understanding on that. But let me ask you a couple of questions, then I'll give you my understanding. Then it says, I began to make out through the dawn's haze a fog. Many Americans were in emergency shelters that could go along with the 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 uh, uh, the meteor. Then right. I also saw snow on the grounds, dirty and gray, almost like ash. Well, that doesn't sound like a meteor. Can I give you my take on that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, the folks that listen to us all the time know that I've talked about this a lot, but I'll briefly refresh. Uh, you folks out there listening, you recall that back in 1998, I think it was, we had Stanislav Lunev, which was the highest-ranking Russian military defector to ever defect from Russia, come speak at the Prophecy Club. And he said he was a part of a team that were looking for places in America to hide suitcase nuclear bombs. Now, I've, I mean, it's a whole 30-minute talk explaining, okay. like, I've got nine different confirmations from different sources including a dream given to me that says that these suitcase nuclear bombs, some 20 to 50 of them are in America, including even Dimitri Dudeman himself coming to Michael Bolday, his grandson, in a dream and showing him these going off. And they were flicking, flickering on and off in the perfect description of what you said there. And apparently they were going off either all the same day or all the same hour. But it just flickered, flickered on and off. And then the bright going to darkness, that defines nuclear. And then when it says emergency shelters, 
that's nuclear. But then when you say like ash, absolutely, positively, no question, that is nuclear. Then if you skip down, word shock and awe, well, the first time I heard shock and awe used was when we invaded Saddam Hussein, and there was supposed to be a shock and awe, meaning bombs were supposed to go off in Iraq that night. So to me, the word shock and awe means bombs. You put that all together, flickering, bright light to darkness, emergency shelters, shock and awe, ash, all of that says suitcase nukes. And if that's true, the interpretation is that in November, these suitcase nukes that this ministry has been warning about for 20 years are about to be set off. Now, the dream that I had showed that the people that owned them, controlled them, brought them into the country, is actually the Khazarian Mafia, the international bankers, the deep state. And those are the people, 182,771 sealed indictments, are probably about to be served in September, October. So that would make perfect sense because they said to Benjamin Fulford that either we have controlled this world for thousands of years and we're going to continue to control it or we'll destroy it. So that is them basically saying, you're going to arrest us, you're going to put us in military tribunals, and you can bring justice to us, then we're going to destroy your nation. Dana. And that very well could be. I, you know, I, I'm given the dreams. I see things. All I know is that God shows me things in dreams. I've seen things that have come true. I have seen things that are coming to pass right now. I said that Christian leaders would be under attack. Uh, I talked about the spirit of lust and pornography being, you know, let out like, uh, like spiritual uh, sleeper cell, demonic sleeper cells. Uh, if you've been watching the news, you see those things are starting to happen. The most important thing to me is that people respond to the dreams and not react, that we get ourselves ready. Number one, spiritually. Number two, pr- the preparation part. You know, when I said that people needed to get guns and ammo, I didn't say go all Rambo-like on people. I wasn't saying you know, join the, the movements that are protesting and looting. You can do a lot of hunting with some good ammunition and the right gun. But right now, if you try to find ammunition or a handgun in this country, you're going to have a hard time finding it. Even Walmarts have stopped selling things. I've had people call me and said, you know anybody that sells guns? No, I don't, you know, uh, because it's hard to find those things. And it was a warning to stock up on food and things. There are truck drivers that are no longer going to be going into some of these cities that are defunding police because the owners of those truck drive, those trucks can't afford to have them burned or torn up. You've got businesses leaving those cities like crazy. You're going to have a, a big, serious issue with supply uh, and getting supplies to cities and places. We're going to see those things. And once again, I, the more we put our, our faith and our trust in money, the more we see it going down. The more they print, the less the less value money has. And we've seen since I said something about silver, you know, gold gold's hit an all time high, and silver went from about eighteen bucks an ounce to thirty bucks an ounce uh, just since I, I've had the dreams. And uh, if you ever have to barter, you know, silver and things like that, it's easier to take a, a piece of silver that's thirty dollars an ounce than a, a bar of gold that's you know maybe two thousand dollars an ounce. And how you gonna, you know, how you gonna barter with those things? I really believe that some of the things that have happened are starting to speak to people uh, about what they need to do to get prepared. And there's going to come a time when, if you're not prepared, you're going to be out of luck. If you look at people online that are selling uh, storable food, you now got a five to seven week waiting period on some of those places. Uh, and what it used to be, you know, same day shipping, same, you know, same week get it, you get it. It's no longer the case. And so what we're seeing is. America is is not going down the drain, 
But America is, is coming apart at the seams. And we see justice questioned. Uh, we see federal elected officials uh, being as hypocritical as you can be. We see people getting away with things. And there's only so much of that that God will allow. Uh, well, and it's not just the abortion issue that we have in this country that's going to bring the judgment of God. The church has not. The church has been silent and quiet for far too long, and we have sat back on our haunches and said, "You know what? We're exempt because we've been good. We we built water wells in Africa. We send missionaries. We do great things. There's no way God will allow harm to come to the church." And yet Peter said, "Judgment begins in the house of God." Amen. God is going to allow some hard times to come, and we're not exempt from those things. I know that they've all heard the solemn September assembly dream, but I'd like for you to go through it because we've got a couple of questions. And it's also really good because we're all trying to get fired up to get ourselves to get to this meeting to save our nation. That's what it's really about, saving our nation. July 10th, 2020, a solemn September assembly. Can you tell us? So the first thing I saw was the month of September. I saw a hand reach up and pull that month down off the calendar and place it on the ground right in front of the altar that I pray at in our secret place. I saw the altar. I saw the horns on the altar. I saw the pictures of the return of Christ and, and healing that we have on, around a cross right above that altar. And uh, I was instructed to stand on the month and pray for three specific things, for the church to have a stronger backbone, for corruption in the church to be exposed, and for a great harvest uh, in the coming months. And after I prayed for several minutes standing on the, on the, on the calendar, I was instructed to get help because I wasn't enough. It was almost like the Lord said, you're not enough. Call for help. So I began to speak in the air, asking for other believers, pastors, Christians to come, mostly from America. It wasn't an international thing, but just to come and to pray for the country. And uh, as I'm speaking, I I see people begin to come. Uh, I'm getting into the air. I'm kind of lifted up, and I see the calendar expand, and it takes on the contour outline of the United States of America. People are coming, and we're praying, and then I see there's a lot of people on each of, you know, there's white spots, white space on the calendar each day. I'm standing on Tuesday, September 1st, and at that time, I didn't know that Tuesday was the first day of September, but I'm standing on September the 1st, up around Idaho, Washington, you know, uh, Oregon, that that type area, and uh, I begin to pray, and people are coming. I see people that are kneeling. I see people that are yelling. I see people that are just praying in tongues. They're praying in English. They're praying in their languages. Uh, I saw that I wasn't alone, and I saw that people were more and more people were coming, and they're kneeling, they're laying prostrate, every model of prayer you can imagine. And then the call goes out again, you're not enough. It wasn't just, you're not enough, me. Now it's all of you are not enough. Call for help. So all of us lift our voices. We're calling the nation. Come help us pray. Come help us pray. Come help us pray. And then I look down, and I realize I see a finger appear before the word September, and it wrote the words, a solemn and then it wrote the word assembly after September. So what I'm looking at was a solemn September assembly. Clear call to pray during the month. And then I see the people are growing on the, on the calendar. This, we're taking up all the space. It's almost like ants. It's growing. You know, the white space is disappearing. And that's when I see fires start around the, the, the uh, outline of the United States. I see fires inside. I see fires outside. I see cr- clouds. I see storms. I see thunder. I see lightning. I see uh, aggressive spiritual warfare coming. I see, the, the, I see the heavens, the angels and the demons at war in the heavens. And I see incredible warfare. I see people that are getting weary in their prayers. I see people that are just bruised. I see people helping to hold each other up. I see black, white. I see young. I see old. I see men. I see women. And we're all joining together as one to help each other pray through this incredible time of, of torture. And it was intense. It was brutal. 
Um, believers were holding each other up, like I said, and they, there was no division. There was no fighting. There was no, hey, I'm from this church and you're from that one. Let's not pray. It was believers praying with believers. There were wounds. There was exhaustion and, and all the believers. But the heavens were alive, same kind of battle. And it seemed in the dream like it lasted forever. But si finally, things began to, to, the clouds began to lift. And I realized when the last week of September, I'm looking back, to, you know, I'm looking towards the last day, which is Wednesday, September 30th. And the clouds are going back, and we're helping each other up. We're encouraging one another. We're praying for one another. We're giving high fives and hugs because it's almost like we've come through this incredible war, and we won. And then I saw the heavens open, and I saw the Lord. And we're standing there with a bunch of angels behind him, and he said very clearly, Arise, my bride, arise, my bride, arise, my bride, and prepare to pray. Arise, my bride, arise, my bride, and prepare for battle. And then he said, Arise, my bride, Arise, my bride, and prepare to see my face. For I'm coming soon, and my reward is with me. And then at that moment, it was like the sound of a thousand shofars just blew as loud and clear and long as they could. And even in the dream, I could feel the wind of those shofars just blowing over my face. And then I woke up, and I had the most peaceful, peaceful sense in my spirit I think I've ever had in my entire life. And I was just aware that God was calling the church to pray. And, and to be, here we are September 2nd. I've been doing something every day on, on prayer, just a, a three to five minute prayer devotion uh, with people. And I, I've had thousands of people that have joined that each morning with me. I know of uh, prayer initiatives in, in different states, 24-hour uh, prayer times that are going on. And I'm so thrilled. I'm humbled and honored that there are people around this nation that have taken this dream as seriously as they have because... There are people praying in America. There are people who have taken it to heart, people that are awake, people that have been sensing the same thing that I was sensing in my spirit when I shared the dreams. And I believe that part of what's happening in September isn't just the attacks against the believers are going to be strong, but that as we make it through September, if we stand together, if we fight, if churches stand together, that we will be able to handle whatever comes in October, November, December, and, and, and 2021. This is, this is the prerequisite for us to make it as the body of Christ through Amen. the things that are coming. Amen. All right, now some specific questions. What do you mean when you were told to have a strong backbone, corruption in the church, and a great harvest? The church has been quiet about some of the most incredible things we should have never been silent on. Number one is abortion. We should be supporting the unborn babies every single Sunday in our pulpits. We should not be afraid to say that certain lifestyles are sin, certain types of marriage are sin and unacceptable. Uh, we, we cannot align ourselves with any movement from the pulpit that is anti-Christian, anti-Constitution, anti-Biblical. And we see, we see churches with the rain rainbow flag as their as their uh, their banner we see churches that are that are ordaining uh, lifestyles that, that that the bible says are blasphemous and abominations yes we love people that are sinners and we treat them with respect but the bible says this is sin and if it says this is sin we cannot endorse that we cannot support that we cannot save that and too many pastors are more afraid of, of offending people in their churches. Well, they might leave, and if they leave, they'll take their money. Let them leave and take their money with them, because if we're going to let people determine what we preach as the Word of God, what, the, what we know the Word of God to be, then we're letting their feelings about us determine what is right and wrong. And Amen. no longer can we do that. The corruption in the church, that, that's obvious. Um, 
Look, everywhere I've been as a pastor, I have followed a moral failure. So when I get to the church, the pastor's messed up. He's made huge mistakes. The people are hurt and wounded. People have left the church. They've taken their tithe and offering money with them. The community has a bad taste in their mouth. Every place I've been, that's the kind of situation that I've walked into. I know what I know what it's like to have people say, you know, well, my husband doesn't want me to come back to the church because the former pastor flirted with me. That's terrible. And we need those things to be exposed. Pastors that are struggling with pornography and lust need someone they can talk to and pray with who will encourage them and not just try to expose them in that sense. But I'd rather, and I've had pastors call me in the last two weeks. I say, Pastor Dan, I'm a minister. I've been in the ministry for 30, 40, 50 years, 20 years, 10 years. But I struggle with these things. Will you pray with me? And I've said, I'll be accountable. I'll be your accountability partner. And now when they struggle with those things, they, they email or, or text me or call me and say, hey, brother, can you pray right now because I'm tempted. That's what I mean by exposing the corruption of the church. If we can stand with people who are struggling with sin issues, whether they're pastors or board members or just that, that little old lady who's been in that church for 50 years, everybody struggles with something. But if we're going to make a difference to see a great harvest in our country, it's not going to be a hypocritical, corrupt church that sees the great harvest. It's going to be those of us that are on our knees in the Word, who are trusting the Lord to use us for greater things. He's, he's looking for a church without spot or wrinkle. He's looking for a holy church, a holy body of believers that takes His Word as it is and says, we will follow this no matter what it costs us. Amen. And that's right, how now, those what about three the great harvest? together. That great harvest is what the Lord said to pray for. Why? Because His heart, he, he has waited to come, according to Peter, so that many, many more can be saved. And I do believe we're going to see a great revival of people. I believe we're going to see a great group of people coming into the kingdom because the church is going to wake up, it's going to take its position seriously, and going to recognize what we've got to do for the Lord and for the lost, that He's coming back soon. And heaven and hell are real choices. Heaven and hell are not just concepts. They are real places, real consequences of, of our lifestyle. And so that great harvest will come because a church loves the Lord enough to be holy and righteous and speak the truth in love and not compromise. That's what's going to make the difference with the harvest. All right, the next word I want to ask about is assembly. I understand the Solomon. In other words, this is not a time for joke. This is not the time for speakers and having fun. I understand Solomon. But what about the word assembly? Assembly simply means come together. Leave what you're doing. Leave your family. Leave whatever and come to an event. Come to a place where we stand together in unity as one. In John 17, one of the greatest prayers that Jesus prayed was, Let them be one. Let them have unity. Let it not be about the doctrinal differences that separate and divide and, and have conquered some, some churches and have made some churches ineffective because they've got the idea that we're the only churches preaching the truth or unless you use this one translation, that's it, or all these things that divide. Jesus said come together because there's a lot of different people out there in our world, and some will love my church and some may not like the church you go to because they've got different different flavors or different things. It's not even that about the flavor anymore. It's about... We need churches that will preach the truth of the gospel unashamedly, without compromise, without fear, who will simply go out there and say, this is what the Word of God says, and I'm going to stand on it, believe it, and not change it, or let it change, or, or, or uh, we're going to let it change us. Amen. That's the point. Okay, how about the word aggressive? The prayers were getting more aggressive. We have lived in a, in a church world where we've done easy prayers. I know people who, the only time they pray out loud is over a meal. I know people whose prayer time consists of a two or three minute devotion with you know two paragraphs and a verse, and that's it. 
that's the reason Jesus, and, and, and I, I believe in the dream, was saying to me, prepare to pray. A soldier doesn't get a, a two-day introduction to war and then thrown into war. They go through basic training. They go through all sorts of training, and then they go to the battlefield. What we've had the last couple months has been preparation for the war that's coming against the church, the persecution. And so the aggressiveness means we need to take it up a whole lot more. I'm telling people, pray aggressively, pray specifically, and pray strategically. And the aggressive part means the people that haven't prayed out loud all their lives, they need to start praying out loud. The people that have, that have never really gotten excited about prayer need to, need to get excited. The people who have just kind of sat back on their haunches and said, well, I'll just say a little prayer. We don't need little prayers right now. We need big prayers Amen. with big faith. We need people who are stepping out Amen. into it and say, okay, God, make me a little bit more aggressive in my prayer life. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, the final questions, we're running out of time, and that is the heavens were alive with the same kind of battle. What is that saying? Demonic warfare against the saints. The things that you see, you know, the angel came to Daniel and said, Daniel, I would have been here sooner, but the prince of Persia opposed me. Well, the fact that Daniel was waiting for an instruction, understanding of something he had seen and heard in the spirit, in the dreams and visions, and the angel couldn't get through because the battle was so strong. We got to understand that there are there, there, there's demonic warfare keeping the body of Christ from being what it needs to be, hearing what it needs to hear, doing what it needs to do. There are, there's opposition. We, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces of darkness. Evil is on the loose right now. Just as some part, the parties have, have pulled out all the stops and we're starting to see who they really are, the masks are off, the swords are out. That's what's happening in the spiritual world. We're in the last few minutes of the basketball game, and the, and the other team is going to foul just to stop the clock. And we got we got to make the shot. we got to stay in the game. We, we as the church have got to recognize that the warfare is against us. The warfare is against the body of Christ. I mean, we need to, take, we need to step, wake up every day personally saying, okay, Lord, there's an enemy out there coming against me today, so I need your help and your strength today to fight and to win and to conquer. A thousand shofars blowing all at once. The sound of the shofar is the sound that will call us home, I just saw this week where some Jews have petitioned Prime Minister or President Benjamin Netanyahu that they want to blow the shofar on the Temple Mount on this coming Rosh Hashanah, on the day of the Feast of Trumpets. And because it's on a Sabbath day, it can only be blown from the Temple Mount, the, the most holy place on the planet. I see that as extremely significant. Talked about the red heifer. They've talked about some of the, the things they have for the temple. They're already made, already ready to go when the temple is built. And now they want to go on the temple mount and blow the shofar. I read that to my church Sunday morning, the news art article from WND News. I was thrilled because it said to me, even closer are, are we to seeing Jesus come. So that thousand shofars was basically him saying to us, you know, prepare to see my face. From coming soon, and my reward is with me. I can't wait to hear that trumpet sound because it means we're going home. Okay, you got 30 seconds to encourage the people to come to the solemn September assembly. Folks, listen, I have never been as excited about coming to an event. Uh, I've got prayer in my church, uh, I've got prayer events that I'm a part of, but this one outside of Dallas. Uh, that, that weekend with WatchmansTrumpet.com. I am excited because it's going to be 48 hours of prayer and fasting and the aggressive kind of prayer that I saw in this dream. And Stan, that's what excites me the most. I'm going to see some of this dream played out in a room 
with people who are doing it, black, white, male, female, young, old, we're going to see the world of the church come together to fight for this nation. And I am thoroughly excited about Amen. that. So Amen. Thank All right, you, you go to watchmanstrumpet.com. 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 We can only get 500 people in the room, and right now it's half full, and it's probably going to be full several days before September 18, 19, 20. If you want to be in a fantastic prayer warrior service, bring your show far and get signed up, watchmanstrumpet.com. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com is owned by a prophecy student who reads his King James Bible and supports Prophecy Club. Call CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for gold, silver, palladium, rhodium bars, or coins. They can help you roll over your IRA, 401k, so tell CornerstoneAssetMetals.com Prophecy Club sent you. I also just learned that Heaven's Harvest has more food in stock. That's right, freeze-dried, the coveted freeze-dried food in stock at HeavensHarvest.com. And if you put the promo code in STAN, it helps your Prophecy Club, and it also gets you a packet of heirloom seeds free. HeavensHarvest.com, promo code STAN. S-T-A-N, HeavensHarvest.com, Stan. The easiest way to listen and watch Prophecy Club YouTube videos is to download our free app from the App Store. This is not to be confused with WatchProphecyClub.com, where you can watch 26 years and over 300 DVDs for a subscription of $20 a month or $200 a year. Click like, share, and subscribe. 